This podcast is for educational purposes only. The content of this podcast should not be used to diagnose, treat or cure any medical condition. This podcast is not a substitute for professional medical expertise or treatment. If you or any other person has a medical concern, you should consult with your healthcare provider or seek other professional medical treatment. Welcome to the Healthy Habit Hot Seat, where we chat to extraordinary humans and world-leading health experts to dive deep into the intricacies of the daily healthy habits that have shaped their success. Remember, success leaves clues, right? I'm your host and resident healthy habit coach, Loz Antonenko, and I cannot wait to help you re-energize your life so you too can create opportunity, vitality, and abundance to become the master of your own incredible healthy destiny. Now, let's get into today's conversation. I am joined once again by Anne-Marie Lassere. After finding ways around everything thrown at her through her life, Anne-Marie went on to succeed in the sport of bodybuilding, amongst other accolades. Today, I dive deep into learning more about how habits and routines have changed her life and how she achieved her goals. Welcome back, Anne-Marie Lassere, to the Healthy Habit Hot Seat. So good to chat to you in the last episode about your life learnings on your personal quest of success. Thank you for joining me once again. Thank you for having me back. It's been a pleasure. Brilliant. So through your work in the supplement industry, which is one of the things we were talking about in the previous episode, I'm sure you've come across some pretty diverse ingredients. What has been the most surprising ingredient you've come across and why? I think the manipulation of caffeine and putting it into different terms and then hiding it in different possible products and people aren't aware of what they are. So that was pretty disappointing. Um, Hence why towards the end of what we were doing, we were making our own products. So that way we could be in control of all the ingredients. If there was a problem with the source of the ingredient, I could bring someone to make sure exactly where it, you know, it come from, where it resonated from, how long it had been in quarantine, if it had, you know, had been tested by anything. And I think whey protein as well, um, the, the high consistency of dairy product and a lot of the supplements we dealt with, which was surprising. And then when people too, you know, experiencing bloating or, you know, build up of mucus, that was pretty disappointing and palm oil in everything which was strange as well yeah all of those three ingredients are in so many products and I think definitely that point that you brought up about caffeine I think a lot of people think that they're taking a healthy supplement and it's just got it's just laced with caffeine and they wonder why in between sets at the gym they're like got the jitters or they're tapping their foot and they're like nah that's cool. Well, dehydrate and then become, and then most people are, well, the majority of people that I've come across with, de- particularly up where I was, you know, in, in North Queensland, it was, um, or central North Queensland, was most people were dehydrated or acidic anyway. And then you're putting more caffeine into the system opposed to what the caffeine on top of that were having with, you know, other medications. And people were just dried out and just the whole system was just exhausted. So that was probably disappointing. And when you do point it out to people and then when they come off it, don't cope because of the withdrawals and then having to then promote different types of, you know, people always wanted the next best thing. So that was frustrating for me going, okay, well, you leave the shop with eight different products. And really, you know, if you've been well-educated to start with, you would have only really had to buy three. But then I've got to point out to you, if you do this and take this away, you're not going to cope with working. Um, you're like a lot of people ship workers up there in, like, in mining towns. So it was hard. Mm, I can actually totally relate to the caffeine thing. I myself um, have come off caffeine 
I actually had what? a coffee. I had a coffee today though. I haven't had one in two weeks and I remember going off caffeine and I was only drinking one or two at max a day right. and yeah. I just had the worst withdrawal symptoms. I just couldn't believe how crappy I felt and it's amazing because people just normalize caffeine like it's we're such a caffeine culture specifically so yeah. yeah that's thank you so much for sharing I think our audience would love to hear that insight um so from here on we're yeah. going to get into some of the nitty-gritty of the the details of your daily habits Anne-Marie to start what would you consider your healthiest habit and why at this point of my training I eat every two to two and a half hours very an alkaline diet so I'm probably a more octo lacto at the moment vegan so it means that i really only eat eggs and i will have dairy products but i won't have lactose in the dairy products i live a lot of vegan amino acids and i swear by glutamine glutamine for positive nitrogen balance in your muscles i use it for growth and repair recovery um, and i drink a shit ton of water yeah right that's the, the quantitative measure a shit ton yes yeah <laughs> that's it. If I'm, a, if I'm awake, I'm probably having a litre of water probably at least every hour and a half. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. Your skin, that's why your skin looks so great. Well, and just, I just, it just helps me able to think how to move and, you know, you're sweating so much working with the horses and, you know, and I'm talking so much as well. So I'm talking to clients all the time. So it just makes me able to, you know, cellularly be able to offer information and then move opposed to going, oh, my God, I've got to drag myself around and I don't feel held back by anything anymore. And I think years gone by, particularly when I followed a high-protein, high fats diet and there wasn't a lot of water going into the system just could not think straight could not move and my recovery in terms of training just wasn't there and i put it back to not being able to get the nutrients around my body and also you know the messages from the hormones to get around your system as well but now i just feel balanced i feel nurtured but if i feel if i haven't had water i actually do feel a little bit anxious because i actually feel that's part of the pre the reason why i can get so much done in my day mm, i can relate to that as well do you have any unhealthy habits um i still and for years from 2004 to 2006 i was addicted to vanilla diet coke in a bad way like really bad but even when my client Jacinda who's just won her wellness pro card I do still look forward to a diet coke every now and then but the next day still have the headaches my knees swell up so that's probably one habit that I really should possibly keep but um I do look forward to I don't know why I'm obviously addicted to something one of the chemicals in there but if I ever go overseas I usually have one on the last day of my trip and if, if the client has a huge success I usually celebrate with a diet coke <laughs> Yeah, well, it serves you in some way, in some social capacity, it seems. Yeah. So if, yeah. if, if we were to talk about a habit that you want to change, would that be it or is there another one? Changing habits, I probably, in terms of health-wise, would probably need to, I probably do now that I have so much to do with the horses now, probably don't, I don't eat as much as I used to. I eat every two hours, but I probably am drinking a lot of aminos and um, glutamine. I probably would like to lift my calorie content a little bit higher and then started getting to the same sort of spectrum as oh, I've got to fit into these white breeches. Um, probably need to be more balanced on performance at the moment opposed to oh my God, I've got to wear these. Whoever decided that dressage riders wear white see-through jodhpurs, I've got no idea. It's so cruel. But I probably would need to lift my calories. It's one thing I probably knew. I find it very hard to eat and ride. So I eat every two hours, but it's usually from aminos or glutamine or some sort of amino or essential aminos. But I probably need to, that's probably a bad habit I get into. I probably need to eat more than just worry about what I'm actually consuming. 
Still looking for the best skincare clinic in Australia? Esteem Medispa is Queensland's number one award-winning Medispa, offering skincare treatments for both men and women. Their team of experts provide plastic surgery, surgical and laser treatments, and specialise in advanced skincare solutions that we all need. You can reach them at four different locations in Queensland. I love going to Esteem. They always make me feel so welcome, and my skin looks and feels amazing. Visit esteemmedispa.com.au, book an appointment, and use code LOS15 to save 15% off your next treatment. Mm, so you've just spoken a little bit more and touched on uh, some of the supplements you take. Uh, what what supplements do you take in a day, and do you use any other biohacking uh, techniques or any technology in your daily routine? Yeah, so I, I start my day off with chia seeds and lemon juice and um, always drink. I drink mineral water like there's no tomorrow. Um, T432 by ATP Science. I still use Alpha Prime and Alpha Venus to just change names to a Detox E and Detox E and A. Um, calcium deglucorate, I'm huge on that for detoxification of estrogen out of your liver. Um, glutamine, religiously, and plain branched-chain aminos. Um, lots of vitamin C ascorbic acid um, for the acidity in the muscles post to when I'm riding. Um, I don't drink any protein powders anymore. Um, yeah, that's basically it for supplement wise. And I, I cycle those as well. So I'm not ever always taking the same amount and I still religiously get blood tests from my doctor to make sure that where I'm at and where I'm coping is actually, you know, um, uh, reliant on to actually how I'm feeling. So rather than go, no, I'm fine. I'll get over it. It's supposed to know, well, how actually are you? And let's, let's have a parameter to check that. So I've always been big on that probably since 2007 making sure that how I look and how I feel is actually represented in science. So I still do that to this day. Yeah, right. So with your morning routine, you obviously have your supplements. What else do you do in your morning routine? What does your typical morning look like? Weekdays, it's normally I'm straight into work. So I usually start work at five. So I'm either on the phones, helping people consoles, um, helping with their routine. Um, I probably don't have my first tangible meal till nine o'clock. Um, and then I PT most mornings. So Monday to Friday, I'm doing physical personal training. I work till 10.30 on the floor at the gym. And then most of the times I'm either back training with the horses or I'm um, posing people online. So my morning regime is normally physical. Um, and if I'm not riding myself, I'm actually still posing with clients. That's my morning routine. So of an evening, how many hours of sleep on average do you get per night? And does your bedtime have some sort of ritual that you would follow okay so i have to be in bed by eight o'clock at night because i get up at three and i do that every day of the year regardless if it's um comp season or it's holidays because horses have to eat and they're then they're in a very strict routine ritual wise i stretch um obviously beauty routine with moisturize and i actually do i actually do use a product from atp it, it'll be not available very soon unfortunately it's prototype eight so i rub that into my feet and unfortunately i still have got having any knee cartilage left in my knees so i rub rapid gel onto my knees um, which actually stimulates back towards my heart so I massage back towards my heart um to help the tone and also to help me help me sleep so i do that every night i've done that for years yeah right yeah. do you read a book do you read much no i'm straight out and it's funny so i go like after I've physical stuff so I, I turn the horse's lights off at 7 55 i come over to the house 
do my moisturizing massage routine and I'm straight out like out like a light. I normally, if I'm a bit stressed, will walk up, wake up at two in the morning. Usually that's for my liver, um, but usually you can remedy that in the next week by taking Cord RX. Um, pretty switched on. So for years though, I wasn't for years. It used to be, I could not sleep. I'd, you know, I'd finish work, go and do my cardio. I'd be, you know, taking my clothes, I'm putting in the washing machine, cooking my food, you know, go back, have a shower, turn the washing machine back on, you know, eat my dinner, go to sleep for an hour, get back up and start work. So that was for years. I lived on an hour's sleep and that's pretty much when I first had my adrenal, yeah, fatigue. And I just thought that's how I was saying, but no, that's not, that's not okay. So a minimum six to eight hours every night. I can't be in bed after eight. And I'm normally with my last client, usually finish at seven. I don't have a personality, but I've got nothing else to say and usually with the horses because they're so they take up such much of my time um and i want to be a hundred percent committed to what i'm doing with them i um i switch off from usually human interaction it's only just with the horses yeah i think that's a great strategy because you are somebody that's doing so many different things and it's trying to tune your energy to the thing at task and give it 110 yeah. percent of it so wow, I'm, I'm jealous of you being able to sort of put your head down and go to sleep. I might need to try some, yeah. of, some of that yeah. stuff. But it was a lot of techniques though. Yeah, so I had a sports psychologist though for years to try and work out what was going on, why I couldn't do that. So we went through all the different, you know, you know, what are you holding on to, whatever. It came down to just making sure you weren't on the phone at night time or wasn't writing emails. I, I, I actually stopped doing all that by 4 o'clock in the afternoon. If I need to do an update at someone's program, I will normally write it down and then do it the next morning. Um, I have to be strict with that with myself because that was affecting me going to sleep and then affecting the next day's performance for every day that I wasn't getting the sleep. It was then taking away from the next, you know, three days in a row and then it turns into a week. One week down out of a month, that's that's not a good percentage to, you know, be able to back up other people who rely on you. But as I said, I've got responsibilities now with the horses. They don't understand I haven't had a good night's sleep. All they know is they, they need what they need when they want it. Mm. Mm, lessons to be learned. Hey, what's the one thing that you're concentrating on this week? Um, and what measures will you put in place to give it energy? I think there's just so much fear at the moment with the coronavirus. So, um, there's a lot of people with their sports or their, um, their competitions that have been on hold. So my main focus is to make sure the morale stays high and people get, are still focused on themselves and the event and obviously giving themselves the best possible you know opportunity to be safe um but not lose hope of the future i think a lot of people have gone oh well that's it now i won't be able to travel i won't be able to do this one doing that and then what will happen when all this uh, you know moves and shifts that things will be available and then people will be rushing to get to certain events as now it is is my time as the coach to go hey let's work on your weaknesses let's work on you know the things you were challenged with opposed to already know you've got these strengths and keep people focused towards what their goal actually is and and if the goal is to, to look a certain way or to ride a certain way or to move a certain way, let's work on the components of that particular skill that they are challenged at opposed to me trying to find things to hide or to mask, which normally happens in the last month towards an event. You go, oh, God, you really need to work on that next show. But now I'm like, okay, well, let's make your worst possible attribute your best. So trying to keep people aware of there is going to be, there is hope and there is a future past this particular point, you know, that we're all experiencing at the moment. And, you know, life does go on opposed to, you know, it's all doom and gloom at the moment. It, it is going to change. You've just got to be able to ride this storm, be safe, be wise and get through it. So that'll be my main onus as a coach to help people keep their morale up and keep them bridled to the fact that, you know, 
we can get past this and there will be opportunities in the future. And, you know, look, water finds its own level. The show that you were supposed to do in May, June, July isn't till October or next year. That's fine. It's happened for a reason. It doesn't mean that you come out and you can't be the, the, the best version of yourself next time. 100%. Those are very wise words to leave our audience with. Finally, Emery, for anyone in our audience who's interested in learning more about living a happy and healthy life, where can you suggest they start and how can they connect with you? They can find me. My handle on Instagram is Anne-Marie Um, And then you can also uh, get me on my email, which is PT at bigpond.com. Thank you so much, Anne-Marie, for taking the time out of your busy schedule. It's been an absolute pleasure to chat with you, mate. And the audience and myself have really appreciated all of the insight and the challenges and the wins that you've shared with us and the intricacies of your daily life. Thank you so much. Well, look, thank you so much for having me. And I think what you're doing is wonderful and really connecting with so many people that I don't really think have a voice. So it's nice to see that people who have, you know, had some sort of success in their life, you know, the pitfalls, the, you know, the, the strive, the struggle, it hasn't always been, you know, easy street for everybody. And I think other people need to, to know that, you know, that you put the hard work in and also protect yourself and be honest with yourself, you will get there. A hundred percent. Thank you so much once again. No worries. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for joining us this week on the Healthy Habit Hot Seat. Make sure to visit loslife.com where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and other platforms so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, I'd be stoked with a five-star rating on iTunes. Better still, tell a friend and share the love. If you loved this episode, you might want to check out my book, The Healthy Habit Handbook, available in soft cover, ebook, and audio form on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Balboa Press, Apple Music, Audible, and all good book retailers. Be sure to tune in for our next episode for your fortnightly dose of inspiration from some of the world's most successful and healthy lifestyle masters. Remember, stay inspired. I'm Loz Antonenko and ciao for now. Hold up. 